makes me, yeah, yeah, keeps me fill my cup. I'm like, use other words, Grace. <laughs> just affects you on a deeper level, perhaps. Like, rather than like getting something that's quite a quick fix, mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing either. Welcome to the Level Up Growth Podcast, the podcast where you can learn ways to take your personal development and growth a step further so that you can be the person you want to be and have the life you want to have. I'm Grace, a naturopathic doctor. And I'm Kelsey, a registered clinical counselor. We've both been on and continue to be on our own personal growth journeys. And on this show, we'll explore a range of topics that we can all use to level up our minds, bodies, emotions, and spirit. So let's get started on today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Level Up Growth Podcast. It is Grace and Kelsey here, as always, the same people every week. <laughs> Thank you, as usual, for tuning in. We really appreciate it, and I hope that you're finding this interesting. Yeah, we have, a, I think, hopefully an interesting topic today. I'm also going to preface this conversation, I think, like I did last time with, like, there's always something wrong with me. And this time, I have COVID. So oh, yeah, I, right. if I sound kind of like cold like it's because COVID for me is really like a really bad cold so yeah yeah generally I mean like I'm pretty sure I had COVID two weeks ago and lots of people I know right now have COVID as well so you are not alone <laughs> but you sound fine to me oh well thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone today we're going to be talking about not fake wellness per se but wellness that like commercialized wellness, mm. I guess maybe that's a better way to put it. Like the goop wellness stuff. Oh, goop, gross. <laughs> yeah, it is really gross, but it's also really popular, which is not surprising, but it is sad because I, I guess, like, kind of preface it. I was listening to this girl speak. She's the author of this book about like fake self care. Um, she, uh, I lack Lakshmi. I don't know her first name. She was on a lot of like podcasts. Yeah, and I think I heard her published. On okay, she is good. I don't love, I guess, everything she says, but I do think it's like a good point. And that whole wellness, like Gen Z wellness, <laughs> I guess maybe it's kind of what it's like. Is the idea that oh, if I you know buy a candle today, that's a form of self care. You know, my mm. problems are good. Like it's all okay. Or even in the naturopathic world, I've actually had people say as patients, oh, I you know I I've heard acupuncture is really good for me. I really need to invest in self care, and so that's what I'm doing mm. by getting acupuncture done. And I and that's not bad per se in the same way that buying a candle isn't bad but I think it's almost the act of or going to a float spa like that's my self-care mm. you know what I mean it's the yeah. act of spending the money and doing the thing and it feels like it's like you're doing taking action towards things but I mean depending on the motivations and whatnot and all that stuff around it for acupuncture it's like are you really doing anything <laughs> ah interesting yeah. What do you think? See, that's what I want to talk about. I don't know if that's what I relayed when I was texting you. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, totally. It's, it's so funny. We often decide these things via text. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I think a lot of this, yeah, commercialized self-care, I guess, is the way to to really think about it. Yeah. I, I, spa days, bubble baths, you know, 
that type of thing where a lot of it's, I think, where other people are making money off of you, I think, is where, you know, in the idea of like, you are getting self-care through this, this thing that you're spending money on, which may or may not be true. I go to you for acupuncture, but obviously there's a health benefit to it. And you put the needles in certain places for different things that we're working on, but also the, the amount of stress reduction I get just mm-hmm. from it. I mean- that for me, it's self-care. It's really important Mm. also just for my health. And so I think, you know, understanding motivations behind this stuff. And if you want, no one's saying don't go have a spa day. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love a spa day? Come on. But also just know that that is, that's not going to fix all your problems, right? That is just a, it's a little band-aid to make you feel good for the day. And that's great. Maybe it'll make you feel good for a couple days, but like everything else that you were maybe struggling with before isn't suddenly gone because you've, you know, taken some time to yourself in some way. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's tricky because I also don't want to downplay the value of those things, right? Maybe mm-hmm. acupuncture was a bad example. I guess I'm more things like buying a yeah, a candle or buying a crystal or buying, I don't know, like an object to help me like a pack of cards that tell me how to feel, you know, things like that. (laughs) Maybe I'm being a hypocrite. No, no, I don't (laughs) think so at all. I think, I think you're right. I mean, maybe we just don't also don't know enough about, you know, crystals and those kinds of things. And, you know, I have some clients who are really into tarot and it's really, it is really helpful for them. And that's totally cool. I I don't really know enough about it to really have super strong opinions. I'm not anti it or not or for Mm -hmm. it. It's just, you know, again, I think it's really comes down to like, what is self-care and what are your motivations behind the things you're doing? I love a good bubble bath, but a bath for me also really helpful for my body, right? I have chronic pain. I know that if I take a bath, it's going to feel good. Bath with Epsom salts, probably the best, but you can't have that every night of the week. So, you know, I will throw bubbles in there. But the point is not to have a bubble bath to like, ooh, I'm going to have a bubble bath with a glass of wine and like, you know, chill Mm. for an hour. No, it's like, I'm having a bubble bath because- I'm pain. Yeah, I'm in pain and my body will feel better after, right? And so, you know, really, I think, and that's where that motivation, like the why, why are you doing any of this stuff? Is it just to make you feel good in the moment? But then what are you doing with the other stuff that you could be working on with your struggles? Are you just ignoring those by, you know, spending this time and money on some of this other stuff? Yeah, exactly. I think you're right. It's really about motivation. So if like you love a bubble bath, but you're not doing for other people to show that, hey, I'm doing self-care. That's very different, right? In the same way, I don't know why I keep using the example of candles. I just find it easy because I don't like them. (laughs) But how it's like, there's this, you walk into the store and you're like, oh, it's this beautiful, like relaxing, tranquil place and candles is a part of that setting. Mm -hmm. And sometimes essentially I'll buy a candle and I'll be like, but I don't even like candles. <laughs> They're bad for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm I'm trying to make myself feel better in some way. Hmm. Yeah. Like that Band-Aid, right? Like, oh, yeah. It'll, it'll, I'll feel better if I do this thing versus like, probably not. Probably not. But it might, you know, for a little bit. Yeah. I think it's maybe harmful in the sense that it allows us to avoid our problems, but think that we're doing something. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it really does allow us to to kind of ignore thoughts and feelings, right, that are uncomfortable because like we've we've done something. I mean, it's like any 
short-term coping skill, right? Like it's very helpful. It's, it, I mean, it's not really any different than smoking some marijuana at the end of the day, right? Like if you're doing yeah. it to, to numb and to avoid or drinking some alcohol, right? Like to numb and avoid, then it's the same as like having a spa day or, I mean, obviously having a spa day is probably less detrimental to your overall physical health, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's the same ideas. Like I don't have to deal with the thing that that's bothering me because I can do this other thing instead. Right. Which is fine yeah. in the short term or if you use it once in a while, but it never really works long term. And it it is kind of detrimental because like at the very least, you're going to spend a lot of money on candles and <laughs> you're going to be like, where did all my money go? Mm-hmm. And I think with the commercialized wellness. So back to Goop, it's like, here's all these things that you can use. And if they don't work for you, then you are defective or something. Like if these things don't fix your problems or don't give you what you were looking for, then it's not the product's fault. It's your fault. Mm -hmm. Like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're defective. Right. And then it feeds into all these negative self, negative self core beliefs that people have. Right. And that often people who are going, trying to do these things have. Right. Mm Hmm. Yeah, it's tough because I also think that people associate naturopathic medicine with that. I think less counseling, mm. but I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Kelsey. I feel like it's more because it is more, I would say, for financially able people, at least in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a private healthcare. People already have their family doctors. Oftentimes it's like things to feel optimal. And sometimes I feel like wellness wellness, whatever that means, can become this, this like striving for optimization of everything. And it's, it's like, well, the goal of your life is not to optimize everything, to be the most productive, the most like fit, the most, you know, healthy you can be is just to be healthy enough so you can live the life you want. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I mean, I would say less with counseling because there's been a lot of I guess, conversation around mental health the last several years, right? And so people, I think, are just more likely to access counseling when, if and when they need it. And I, I definitely don't see it as having the same, I guess, thoughts about it from people as, yeah, naturopathic medicine. I, th- I agree. Like probably a lot of people, you know, are using it only for certain, for for not necessarily the things that it's meant to be used for. Hmm. Yeah, which is also okay, because it's a gateway, right, to kind of mm. like coax people in, like, here's the broad scope of it. Here's so many things that we can do. But yeah, I, I think on another side, it's like people know that buying this thing won't like, I definitely know that I'm like, I know buying this thing won't help me like shopping or whatever it is, right? right. The way that people cope, like eating, whatever it is, it won't help me. <laughs> but it feels really nice right now. Yeah, totally. We get the dopamine hit. Yeah. And it's like this hedonic treadmill where I'm like, okay, I know one fixed me, but you know, tomorrow's a new day. And then you try again. It's like, oh, well, here's another candle that I bought that I don't even like. Yeah. 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 Those constant dopamine hits, which I mean, ideally we would want to get happiness from other places and not have to rely on that and just do that as an occasional thing. We're like, if you bought one candle a year, like that would be lovely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was- or finding. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say like finding things that truly fill your cup that Mm -hmm. are a bit more meaningful. And I even hesitate saying that because I don't want to take away if people find these things really meaningful. Mm -hmm. I don't want to discount that either. So yeah, I'm like, maybe, (laughs) maybe that's insensitive. I mean, yeah. So obviously if anybody finds this stuff meaningful, we're not, we're not trying to be 
jerks about it. It's just, again, looking at that motivation, how much are you using this? Is it your only coping skill? Do you do other forms of self-care, right? And so thinking about what is self-care if it's not the commercialized stuff that we see, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of the way I look at it, there's two forms of self-care. There's macro self-care and there's micro self-care. Right. And so macro self-care is sometimes we do big things. Like sometimes we do need a spa day. Not going to say we don't. Right. You know, you need to go get a massage or you need to go on a big trip. Right. Mm -hmm. Have that like big separation. You know, I I definitely enjoy an overseas two week holiday every couple of years. I think that's Mm -hmm. great. It's, It's a great reset. Right. And so that's like that macro, like those those big things that we're going to do once in a while. Right. So we're because mm-hmm. obviously you can't take a big trip several times a year unless you're very wealthy, which, <laughs> you know, kudos to you if you can. I mean, I financial health jealous. is also, you know, part of health. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. 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 So, right. And so, you know, the macro stuff you're doing maybe once a year and a couple of different things. So maybe four times a year total, you're doing something bigger for yourself like a max, right? And some people can't even afford to do that much stuff. The other type is the micro self-care. So this is stuff you can actually do in your daily life, like every single day that doesn't necessarily take a lot of time, Mm -hmm. right? So it's things like meditating, right? Because you can do that for for five minutes or just a quick grounding exercise or self-compassion, right? Any of those kinds of practices, like those are the things that are actually causing more change in your brain. They're the ones creating new neural pathways. Those are the things that are going to lead to more personal growth, better coping, more resilience. Hmm. Yeah. And I think like you just said, the compassion part is really important in self-care because self-care is not being really soft with yourself all the time, letting yourself get away with, get away, quote unquote, with a lot of things. It's showing yourself compassion. And then also compassion includes wisdom, right? Having the wisdom to know that certain actions may benefit you like your future self more than your current self right now. And having the courage to kind of follow through on those things is a huge part of it. And obviously it's way harder to do than just saying it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, especially in the moment. With practice, it definitely gets easier. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And And with practicing it, it's like you start to find the things that really have an impact on you that make you feel good in a meaningful way. And that it reinforces that pattern. So those neural pathways becomes easier to choose those activities or those Mm. things. Yeah, totally. And it still takes time. The neural pathways are not built in a day. This is like repetitive practice over and over and over for a while, right? Or it takes about 10 weeks to make a habit, right? So if you want to think of it that way, you got to do it consistently for 10 weeks before you're actually mm-hmm. going to even notice anything happening, right? And we gave a couple examples of micro self-care, obviously like journaling being another one, Grace, that I know you do. Mm-hmm. Exercise, going for a walk or to the gym, that's definitely micro self-care. Those are helpful, mm-hmm. healthy things to do listening to music or podcasts, right? Like that's all that can all fall in that. We can do this on a daily basis and it's good for me, right? Mm-hmm. Actually good for me. Mm-hmm. And it makes me, yeah, I, I keep seeing fill my cup. I'm like, use other words, Grace. Like, Just affects you on a deeper level, perhaps like rather than like getting something that's quite a quick fix, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing either because I do it all the time, but it hurts your financial health. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> multiple different pillars of health 
Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And thinking about things that are, yeah, a good long-term solutions, right? These are things that you can do daily. They're better long-term solutions. Mm-hmm. I mean, also if someone's really struggling, it could be you listening or it could be like someone in your life, especially with things like depression, for example, people really, really struggle to even like get out of bed or get dressed, mm-hmm. have a shower. So sometimes self-care is literally, they are activities of daily living, getting out of bed, making the bed, taking a shower, making and eating breakfast, right? It's it, mm. putting on fresh clothes. Sometimes self-care is really that, that micro, right? Mm. And so also just, especially if you're struggling with mental health or, or chronic physical health conditions, like sometimes that is your self-care for the day and it's great. You did it. And then you got to, but remembering like that's the intention behind it. It's like, yeah, this is going to make me feel good just to do these small things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's really important to say and know because with, again, that commercialized wellness, it's like you see these pillars of health, these people, right? Usually it's females that are like white and thin and blah, 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 and all that stuff. So you get this distorted view of what wellness looks like or what being well looks like and what self-care is because these people supposedly use all these tools to look the way they look and have the mental health. You have no idea what their mental health is, but you assume it's good because, you know, like that's just what you do. It's like you, not you, but it's easy to get caught into this like manic consumerism where you just like, I'm going to have this green powder. It's going to make my depression go away and, you know, things like that. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like all even spa days, bubble baths. It's like just getting out of bed, just like you said, mm-hmm. and that's enough self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really looking at what what do you need? What is the value behind this? This comes back to values, right? What what are you and also you can also just assess your own self-care patterns. What are you doing that is commercialized that is that band-aid fix versus what are you doing that's, you know. macro self-care micro self-care are you doing your activities Mm -hmm. of daily living like you know Mm -hmm, where where mm -hmm. are you are you getting like and and how is that serving you whatever you are or aren't doing Mm -hmm. yeah and that is a much more it might sound like the bar is so low like oh I'm just doing this like I'm just listening to music on my way to work for example music that I really enjoy and it's like oh but other people other people like comparison <laughs> are they already worked out they had their green juice they're also doing a d- detox you know like that stuff and it can feel like what you're doing is not enough but only you know what's enough for you because it's your life and your body yeah you also don't know what those other people are going through maybe there is a reason that they have you know get up at a certain time and go to the gym and have their green juice or whatever right maybe they maybe they were struggling with some health condition and this stuff helps or you know what or mm-hmm. you know exercise also also helpful for mental health so maybe mm-hmm. that they maybe they're making these specific changes for those reasons we don't know mm-hmm. right and so yeah i think we need to focus a lot less on other people and a lot more mm-hmm. on being intuitive to our own bodies and minds and what we actually need what makes us feel good not thinking about other people or comparing ourselves so much and not even just the social media but people around us like you said you know mm-hmm. whether it's like people you know or partners like i I'm guilty of like often comparing myself to my partner because we're both female and she, I mean, like, let's be honest, it's not helpful because I have a chronic illness and she doesn't. <laughs> She's uh-huh. also seven years younger and like, like, is it, it's, and I always notice when I do, I'm like, oh, that's very not helpful because this, we're not the same, right? Uh-huh. 
but even you notice it and yet you're still doing it. So it's mm-hmm. just normalizing that being like, you can know it and still do it, you know, and, and that's okay. As long as then you're coming and then what I always do is I come back to, okay, what am I doing? That's good for me. It doesn't matter what she's mm-hmm. doing. That's good for her. It's great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Yeah. That's good for me. Yes, exactly. And hopefully people don't get bought into this idea that the more that you buy of these tools, which are great, right? They can be really great and they they don't help. It just perpetuates that need for more and more looking for that magic bullet essentially, but there is no magic bullet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything that's actually going to create change, like we said, is like you need to, it's not a quick fix. There's no such thing as a quick fix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is all takes time and energy and you know it, it it will feel great if you get into the habits of doing these things right most likely mm-hmm. but there's no quick fix yeah there's no quick fix and it's not something that you yeah even me like I'm like I wish there was a quick fix <laughs> to yeah, feel better ASAP right yeah. even though I know I'm like of course not it's the small things that add up over time yeah It's not just eating organic food every day. No, it's much more than that. And I think what bothers me the most about kind of that commercialized wellness is the money as a barrier, which makes people feel like it's not accessible. Whereas I I think wellness now as a term maybe holds a lot more weight. It's like when I think of wellness, I think of like goop essentially. Right. But I know it's not that. It can be so many other things. It's about being well, which is mostly dependent or all dependent on kind of coming from within as opposed to your ability to afford it. But that whole industry makes it seem like if you had enough money to buy all these things, you would be like the picture of health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right. It is so alienating to so many people because let's be realistic. Most people can't really afford all the things. Right. And like, I hopefully some of the examples we gave are like, these are things that are very low cost or free, right? Like self-compassion is free, mm. right? Grounding is free, right? Like, you don't mm. need, you know the stuff that is change lasting change is typically free or very very low cost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it may feel like it's not doing enough but really it's doing way more than buying into the marketing of these tools that give you these health related anxieties and whatnot Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I also, yeah. Noticing if some of the stuff that you think is making you feel better is actually giving you more anxiety. Cause I think it mm-hmm. often does for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's like, well, cause it plays with your mind, right. Which mm-hmm. is harmful. It's essentially, it's harmful to make everyone a hypochondriac, <laughs> even though you want to, there's a line between pathologizing and like acknowledging, right. Yeah. So you want to acknowledge this is normal. That's not normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's mostly my pet peeves about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I have anything else specific to add. I agree. The wellness industry in general is very harmful and a bit toxic. And yeah, I would just, I would just caution you to like, when you're spending your money, know what you're spending your money on. And if anything ever says that this is going to be a quick fix, you know, that's not true. So it's probably not worth spending your money on. Yeah. And also to know that there's nothing wrong with spending your money on some things too, right? It's just it's just having that balance, whatever that means <laughs> for you and being aware of why you're doing the things that you're doing as totally. best you can because it's the awareness that really counts, right? And so people on the outside can look at you doing these actions and think that um, you have it all together because you have like 
every tool you could ever have, but you're just buying them because you're avoiding something else. Or it's like you really enjoy these things, having them around. Mm -hmm. They change your environment. And no one can tell that from the outside. It's only you that knows. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, the awareness of knowing why you're doing what you're doing is super important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. And also, if there are other people in your life who are doing some of these things, we don't want to judge them either. This awareness is all from within. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's for them to come to on their own as well. Yes, exactly. Okay, any last thoughts, Kelsey? No, I would just say try try to do some micro self-care. You know, mm-hmm. do those little things that actually nourish you and see how that goes and do them for like 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Consistently. Yeah. And it's subtle. It's not like you'll get that huge dopamine hit, right? It's just like a subtle, maybe lasting change mm-hmm. that you wouldn't get with something else. Yeah, totally. Okay, lovely. Well, thank you again, everyone, for tuning in. If anyone loves or hates Goop, can you please let us know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's so funny. All right, everybody, take care, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much again for listening to today's episode. Make sure to connect with us on social media with your takeaways from the show, any questions you may have, and let us know what topics you're interested in. Your support means so much to us, so please subscribe to the show, rate, and review if you enjoy it. We'll talk to you next week on Level Up Growth. guys i'm so sorry it's so funny because kelsey would see my cat has poop on his butt and i'm trying to grab it all (laughs) um that's why i'm like this okay but no one can see me on camera hilarious um (laughs) so (laughs) i'm never gonna cut this part but he literally is walking around with poop on his butt hanging i don't have a suit on my um so I'm I'm just gonna yeah really quickly you do that um, I wonder if this will stay in the podcast <laughs> we won't know until I edit it depends what kind of mood I'm in yeah that's fair <laughs> okay I think we're okay I will deal with the rest of that later <laughs> cat crisis um, averted.